I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hello, Flyers fans, and welcome to another edition of Checking Out the Competition, or Getting to Know the Competition. I'm forgetting what we're calling them, but it's one of those two. Either way, we are chatting today with um, Adam from Japer's Rink, which is the Capitals blog on the SB Nation Network, and he is here to chat with us ahead of tonight's home opener against the Caps. Um at the Wells Fargo Center, which is super fun. It's been a while since our last game, which was Tuesday. And uh, obviously it's been a long time since we've had a home game, so this is going to be super fun. Um, So, Adam, uh, right this second, the Caps are 2-1-1, which is not a bad start to the season, not a bad start. Um, How are you feeling about things with the Caps so far? Uh, You know... Things have gone about as I've expected. The Capitals have had that elite talent still, and guys like Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, which have uh, and Holpi as of course in net that have kind of been able to get the team where they need to be so far. Um, they've relied a bit on some timely shooting and good save percentage. This isn't the team of the past, you know. They don't quite have the uh, the all round lineup that we saw last year, and. Um, all in all, I'm feeling like they're doing okay. Uh, they beat up really hard on Montreal, but I think a lot of teams might do that this year. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll really see how it goes. Uh, they struggled a bit against Pittsburgh, which was a pretty big test on Wednesday. And um, I know, and they actually are going into a back back to back when they play the Flyers on Saturday. So they'll be coming off the game against the Devils. So we'll, we'll really see how that goes. Yeah. So speaking of the Devils, um, our division is easily one of the toughest in the league. Um, one of the two toughest, I would say. Sorry, I have a cat that wants to be on camera. Um, so I would say the Devils have been kind of like a, a big surprise to me. I mean, I expected them to improve, obviously. When you get the number one overall pick, you're going to improve pretty quickly. But um, wasn't expecting this hot of a start out of the Devils. Um, so what's one team that you're worried about in the Metro this year? Um, I mean, besides the big guns, uh, really the Devils and Carolina are the two teams that I think are a bit more uh, off the radar. Um, I don't know how, how much your, your watchers or you yourself look at uh, advanced stats, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Carolina's been a team that's had great puck possession numbers for the last handful of years, but they've never had the goaltending to really get them to that next level. Um, I think they made a great move this year when they added uh, Scott Darling. Uh, Cam Ward just really hasn't been getting it done for them. And I, I really think that they have a real chance to make the playoffs this year. Um, it's tough because there really is a grouping of teams that I think have uh, a lot of talent. Um, and, and really, it's going to be hard for any team in the division that's not Pittsburgh, in my mind, to make the playoffs. I think uh, there's definitely a uh, top tier maybe of Pittsburgh and Columbus, and then there's that kind of middle tier where I, I put both the Caps and Flyers right now. Yeah, that's interesting. I I remain a Columbus Blue Jackets doubter. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think a Tortorella team can sustain success over a number of seasons, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. And I'm also interested to see what happens with the Penguins, because... Obviously, they're still an elite team, um, but I do think they took a step back this season with some of the moves that they made, some of the guys that they lost. Obviously, Crosby and Malkin aren't getting any younger, um, so it'll be interesting to see if they continue to dominate the way that they have over the last couple of seasons. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, as you said, I mean, uh, teams get older. Uh, mm-hmm. The Flyers have kind of benefited from being able to get these great young defensemen in. Um, they were able to get such a high draft pick this year. Um, while the Penguins and Caps have all kind of been living off of their past success and these young guy, uh, guys that used to be young. You know, you used to have Sid the Kid. Now you've got, what is he, 30 years old now? He's not yeah. a young chicken anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, really, it, both of these, both of those teams being uh, Washington and Pittsburgh, are, are, are they're past the hump. Um I don't like betting against elite talent, and I think when we saw what the Penguins were able to do last year, uh, even without Chris Letang really in the lineup for most, um, I guess their whole postseason run, uh, I don't like betting against them. But I, I, you certainly won't hear me complaining if the Penguins have a bit of a drop off this year. No, I don't think any of us are going to complain either. It won't be bad at all. Um, so speaking of elite, elite talent, obviously you guys have one of the the best players in the entire world. Um, Alexander Ovechkin. So we're all going to be watching him when he's on the ice tomorrow night. Um, what What's another player that you think that might kind of fly under the radar that you think that Flyers fans should watch when he's on the ice? Um, you know, before the year, and I, and I want to still say it's going to be Andre Burakovsky. Uh, he's oh. a nice young player. Yeah. He, um, I, Dmitry Filipovich, who uh, does the PDO cast, loves talking about that guy all the time. He's got great rate stats. Uh, you go and look at his 5-on-5 production, it's great. The biggest problem with Burakovsky is uh, goal-scoring consistency. I mean, mm-hmm. his first last two years, each time he's gone, uh, I think 25-plus games without a goal at points, and he still is able to maintain this great like rate production over the whole course of the year. But uh, his lack of sustained goal-scoring is a bit of a problem. You'll see Burakovsky highlighted uh, tomorrow. He'll be playing with, Bo- or I guess tonight when yeah. everyone's watching this, with both uh, Backstrom and uh, oh my God, I'm blank. Anoshi. Anoshi will be on his line. So that 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 really is kind of in the Capitals' top shutdown line. When you think, which is kind of interesting. Um, Backstrom's obviously their their uh, their stay at home center guy who also scores tons of points. He's a great all around player. Um, Backstrom always flies under the radar. Try to give you a guy that maybe it's a bit more in the periphery there with Burakovsky. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and if you're looking for someone on defense, you, you don't have to look any farther than Dmitry Orlov. He's been a guy that the Capitals gave a big uh, contract to this offseason. And uh, really, he's been their best defenseman by, uh, like, really almost an unmeasurable margin to start this year. Their, their decor uh, struggles, and it was, it's nice to see a guy that's pretty young kind of step up and uh, really assert himself. So uh, I'd watch for both Orlov and Burakovsky to maybe make a bit of an impact on this game. Nice, nice. I really like Burakovsky. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, anybody on the Flyers you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, well, obviously, I want to see the, their greatest young additions, but I, I, I hope, I'm hoping they get some nice stuff on the back end. Uh, I have not paid too much attention to what the Flyers are doing in terms of uh, who, who Hackstall's decide he's actually going to play on any given night, but the yeah. Flyers have such a great uh, plethora of young defensemen, and I just want to see them in action. And uh, you know, I can look on with envy as the Capitals put Brooks mm-hmm. Orpik on their second pair and just uh, be a little bit jealous about what, what uh, the Flyers are icing. I mean, buddy, we have Andrew McDonald on our top pair. So. Exactly. I mean, we've both got problems. <laughs> Um, how, how has Nolan Patrick looked so far? I mean, because that's a guy that I kind of want to see a bit more of. Um, you know, he got off to kind of, like, I would say a tentative start, but he got his first goal on Tuesday. Um, so I'm hoping that that's just going to be floodgates for him and he's going to go off. Um, I'm kind of, I think he's, you know, he's a lot less flashy than Nico um, in Jersey, which is fine. Um, but I'm I'm kind of hoping. He's on our th- what, what we're calling our third line, but he's got Travis Konechny on his wing and he's been playing super well. Um, so I'm hoping that, that now that he's got that first goal and kind of the nerves are shook off, he might, you know, really open up his game and that's going to be fun. So maybe we'll see some stuff out of him tonight. 
Um, be exciting. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I've been fun having fun with um, during these little videos is finding out what opposing fan bases think of the Flyers. So what would you say is the, I'm sure it's great, um, what would you say is the general <laughs> overall feeling about the Flyers from Cavs fans? Well, when we talk about the Flyers this season, I've got, you know, nice positive vibes. I, I like <laughs> watching uh, kind of what they're doing there. They're, uh, some, some of that kind of Broad Street bully stuff's kind of gone, and they're kind of uh, yeah. a more fun team to watch, I, I think. Um, and that's what I want to see in the Flyers, and that's kind of what I want to see hockey going in general. Um, I like seeing what they've done with the young players. I think Hackstall's coaching is uh, kind of a bit of a disappointment uh, for me. For me, uh, yeah, me too. I, I mean, he's a guy. I, I think he's got a lot to work with now, and uh, I didn't necessarily think that when the Flyers and Capitals met in the playoffs a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the Flyers roster is good enough, and I think if they were willing to trust their young D, um, I think they'd have a real shot of being a threat this year. And, um, you know, I hope for your sake and other Flyers' sake that they're able to kind of uh, get it going. And uh, they really just have a great plethora of, as I said earlier, that, that defense is really impressive. And, and I do think that they're going to have a bright future for, uh, you know, the next handful of years at least. So uh, I'm a little envious for sure. <laughs> so, um not to pick on your defense again, but I was doing some scouting um, prior to us having this little chat, and I noticed that there was a recent article on Japers about uh, one of your D pairings, Chorney and Ness, that are seem to be a weak spot for you guys. Um, apart from that, what would you say is the biggest weakness that the Caps have right now that the Flyers might be able to exploit? Well, uh, I mean, we, we can talk about Chorney and Ness a little bit, but um, the the bottom six forward groupings are not very good in my mind. I, uh, the Capitals last year were able to roll a top nine um, when they had guys like Marcus Johansson and uh, Burkowski was on the, the third line together with Lars Eller last year, and Brett Connolly was tearing it up as well. Uh, they just don't have that same forward depth anymore with the, the departure of Justin Williams. They've kind of had to shuffle things around as addition to the loss of, uh, as they, we refer to him as Mojo for Marcus Johansson. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really hasn't, they haven't been able to fill it out. I mean, they, they've got um, Alex Chase on and Devontae Smith-Pelly on the fourth line um, while they played New Jersey on Friday. And, you know, those guys are okay. They're not great. Uh, they, but the Capitals aren't really trusting their youth. Um, they've mm-hmm. been able to bring up Jakob Verano, who's been playing pretty well for them. Uh, he's been really highlighted on that um, top offensive line, I guess, with Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Ovechkin. Um, but the Capitals' biggest like is the depth, both on forwards and on defense. Um, you, you, talk, you mentioned uh, Chorney and Ness. Um, the Capitals actually on Wednesday decided to, to sit Chorney in favor of the young Christian Juice, who was able to get a goal and an assist in his first NHL game. Um, Juice lit it up in the AHL last year. So if the Capitals and really Barry Trotz specifically are willing to trust him, I think the, the, the organizational defensive liabilities won't be quite as bad. They also have Madison Bowie and Hershey, who um, – I personally was a little surprised he didn't make the team, but I mean, it, it, the Capitals have uh, kind of screwed themselves with their bad contracts and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, cap cap troubles have really been the big issue. But if I'm the Flyers, I'm looking to get my best guys out there um, all the time against the bottom six of the Capitals, and um, you know, try to isolate Brooks Orpik because he and Carlson have really not been very good this year either. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, the Capitals were rolling five defensemen a lot last game against the Penguins, so th- there might be a lot of ample opportunities for the, the Flyers to, stay, or to take advantage of that last change. I would say um, if there's something that you guys might be able to take advantage of, it's definitely right now questionable goaltending. Um, as far as I know, I think Elliot's going to be getting the start tonight. Um, he's been good, but 
having not watched a ton of Brian Elliott since he was in the Western Conference and I'm like an Eastern Conference hockey kind of person, um, he is kind of terrifying to watch. He flops around a lot. Um, he doesn't really seem to have a set style. So um, he's been giving us a bit of a heart attack over these first couple of games. And we all kind of went into the season thinking that Neuvert was Haxall's guy, but he's been giving um, Elliott more starts. So I think you're going to see him. And I think that he might be a weak spot that especially someone like Alexander Ovechkin obviously is going to be able to, you know, pick corners on him and, and go to town. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Capitals are, uh, I mean, they've been banking on good shooting so far. So any, any goaltending uh, struggles they'll be sure to exploit. Um, I mean, especially look for the lateral movement with those top two um, Capitals forward groupings, because that, that's what they're big on, is that they'll try to set you up, move you side to side, and they'll just bury it quick. So Yeah, I think I read something that Ovechkin's shooting percentage right now is like, it doesn't even make sense. Like he's on pace for like 146 goals in the season or something like that. It's kind of nuts. <laughs> he, he's got eight goals in the first uh, four games for the Capitals. So, yeah, uh, yeah he, and he had the hat trick on his opening night, and he had four the next game against Montreal. So, uh, yeah. he's he's been doing pretty well. Yeah, not bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what what would you say is uh, your prediction for the game? I'm predicting personally that uh, the Flyers are going to, at least I'm hoping, come out with a ton of energy. Um, feed off what I'm hoping will be a very psyched crowd in Philadelphia, and I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it four three Flyers. All right. So Tom Wilson returns from his suspension on Friday okay. against New Jersey, so he'll be back uh, to play the the Flyers, and I think he's gonna be a problem for the Capitals and a little bit for the Flyers because he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be looking to find a new guy to punch around because Braden Shen's no longer with the Flyers, so <laughs> it's gonna he's gonna be in the penalty box a lot. Um, Braden Holby's gonna hold the Capitals in, uh, and eventually the Capitals' skill will will break through to force overtime. So it'll go three three into overtime, and then. Uh, uh, someone on the Flyers' back end is going to get a break because uh, Brooks Orpik fell down while trying to skate backwards. Uh, so it's going to be 4-3 Flyers in overtime. All right, I'll take it. That sounds pretty fun. I'm going to be at the game, so I'll take an overtime okay. win. That'll be exciting. Very okay, um, so thank you very much to Adam Stringham from Japer's Rink, the Caps blog on the SB Nation Network. Um, Adam, tell the folks where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so it's best just to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Stringham, string than ham, one word, A. So my first initial, my last name, then my first initial. It's Did I say your easy. name wrong? What? No, I said you got Stringham. it. Okay. I just, I just say it's Stringham because so people... it's easier for people to remember. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but thanks a lot for having me on. It's fun to do this, and it's always nice to kind of uh, talk to someone who's really passionate about their team and knows what they're talking about. So, thanks. thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much. It was great to have you. And um, Flyers fans, don't forget if you're coming out to the game tonight, you can meet up with the Broad Street Hockey crew in the D-Lot, the Broad Street corner of the D-Lot, at 4 p.m. where we're having a little informal tailgate. Adam, it would have been cool if you could come, but probably not. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we will um, see you all later. Go Flyers. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, no problem. Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season. Man, the 2018 season was... Well, it was interesting anyway, and the upcoming offseason looks to be even more interesting. So if you want to stay up to date on all things Phillies this offseason, subscribe to the Good Fight podcast feed and get my podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and the Dirty Inning 
a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. And you'll get bonus podcasts every time big news is made with the team. Seriously, if you want to stay up to date on everything revolving around your favorite baseball team as they return to contention, make sure you are subscribed to the Good Fight podcast feed.